The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk to one of the biggest influencers in the podcast space about marketing, technology, and health and wellness as well. Joining us is Scott D. Clary, who is the founder of the Success Story Podcast, which focuses on speaking to incredible people who have achieved success through trials, tribulations, wins, and losses. They document life, careers, and stories that help pass lessons on to others through insights, experience, and tactical strategy for business professionals, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. And outside of being a world-class, world-famous podcast host, Scott is also the CEO of OnMe, which is a health and wellness startup. Yesterday, Scott and I talked about the Gary V or Scott D. Clary style of content marketing. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about Scott's marketing strategies in the e-commerce wellness space where he's a CEO. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Scott D. Clary, the founder of the Success Story podcast. Scott, welcome back to the MarTech podcast. How's it going, Ben? Thank you for having me back. It's always good to have you on the show. Excited to have podcast royalty, a fellow member of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Scott, what else can I say? It's an honor and a privilege. It's an honor and a privilege to be here as well. Thank you, Ben. All right. It's a love fest here on the MarTech <laughs> Podcast. But Scott, yesterday we talked about the Gary V style podcast content marketing, which I think is the Scott D. Clary style content marketing, but we don't want Gary V to feel neglected. So fine. But the moral of the story is you're taking big pillar pieces of content, long form content, break it down, syndicating on social media networks, all sorts of different channels. And you're trying to basically spread your content as far and wide as you possibly can, as often as you can to try to grab attention. And it's great for building influence, building an audience, and it's good for B2B marketing, but not necessarily what you would do in a sort of more transactional type business, you're, in addition to being a great podcast host, also the CEO of a health and wellness company. And the marketing strategies are a little different between the two. So walk me through the differences between the content syndication style marketing and what you're doing in the e-commerce space. You're right. There's a lot of differences. Some of the main things that I've loved to do in health and wellness focuses on social as well, but it's a different kind of social strategy than if you're trying to build that influence, trying to build a lot of trust. 
there's a lot of transactions. So immediate trust has to be built when you're dealing with a transactional customer. So to give you some background, I actually come from a tech space, pivoted to health and wellness and understood pretty quickly how important it was to have user-generated content to build that social proof. So basically our most of our strategy is focused on outside of the standard direct-to-consumer stuff. What I mean by standard is, of course, you have your paid, you have your SEO, you're driving traffic, you're focusing on optimizing your conversions, you're focusing on optimizing your average order value, your lifetime value. You want to focus on subscriptions versus just one-time sales, repeat customers. Those are all things that most companies care about in the direct-to-consumer space. But most importantly for us is to provide a level of social proof so that the second somebody hits your website, they feel comfortable buying from you if you're an unknown brand. They feel like other people are using your brand. They feel like you're not just drop shipping a product from China. So they feel like there's a little bit of authenticity to what you're doing. And if we can capture that very quickly and we can make people feel comfortable, then we'll notice that the conversions become a little bit easier. The chance of them subscribing becomes a little bit higher. So for us, it's a heavy focus on user-generated content on social, particularly, meaning that we have people, we have customers, we have influencers all using our product and not in a salesy way. I think it's a very important thing. It's a natural, organic use of your product that resonates the most with an audience. So what I'm hearing from you is the transactional e-commerce space is less about building influence and it's more about building credibility and trust and maybe even some impulse, right? You're showing somebody that you can quickly be trusted, that other people that are like them are buying the products and a little bit of like, it's not from me, it's from them happening as opposed to when you're using your, what we call the Gary V style content marketing. It's like, this is what I think. This is my strategies. You can trust me because I'm a know-it-all. And this is very much like, this is what the average person's think. Look how normal these people are. They're using this product to solve this problem. Shouldn't you too? And the reason why that's important to note is because for a Gary Vee style where you have this highly influential conversational style content that people are going to consume for hours before they make a purchase, that falls in line very well with a longer sales cycle where somebody is exploring products, doing research for months, maybe before they make a purchase decision in a transactional direct-to-consumer or even some SaaS environments. SaaS is a little bit harder to show UGC, but in the direct-to-consumer environment, you have to understand that people are making these decisions very quickly. These are not large purchasing decisions. The average order value is, I think ours is about 60 bucks right now. So it's not like a lifetime commitment where somebody's buying a 100,000 or a $5 million piece of hardware or software. Impulse purchases on some level. Impulse purchases, yes. So how do you impact impulse? So this is where you, on social, you're validating not just with Canva graphics, like God forbid what some companies will do, it just seems like the, like the boilerplate templates are pushing out on social, but you actually have videos of people using the product, which I think is really, really important. So let's talk a little bit about the tech stack. If we're not just spitting out lots of like flat social media graphics, we need to do video, we need to cultivate influencers, find influencers, what are the technologies you're using? On social, I have technologies for our actual store, then I have technologies for social that all sort of help the trust that you build in that moment when somebody's making the buying decision. So for social, I use trends.io and Billow. Those are two tools that allow you to post your product and they're marketplaces of influencers. 
and micro influencers that want to create content. They want to make a couple of bucks. They probably haven't gone full-time into influencing. They have a range of audiences from 10,000 to a hundred thousand, but they're not the people that you're going to spend $5,000 on for that influencer or partnership. They're a really small time. I think a piece of content ranges from a hundred to $200 for a video. Not the Kim Kardashians of the world. Not the Kim Kardashian. So a hundred, 200 bucks for a 30 second to a minute video of that person using your product. And those apps allow you to manage that relationship really well. There's some more expensive apps, like there's Grin that allows you to manage and it's a marketplace, but that's a little bit more expensive. These are like the cheaper end of the market. If you're just starting out in a startup environment and you only want to spend a little bit of money on UGC, this is a great way to do it. A thousand bucks can get you a couple of pieces and you can keep doing this month over month. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. One of the ones that I like, and I'll preface this with they are also a sponsor of the MarTech podcast, is a company called Upfluence. And what Upfluence does is they basically help you look through your CRM data to isolate who would be a good potential influencer. They're basically able to measure the level of possible influence that someone has after they've already become your customer. So you're taking those positive customer relationships and you're turning them into a marketing arm for you. So you're cultivating influencers as opposed to outsourcing them. That's really cool. It's great. I'm going to try that. I've never heard of that before. So that's very cool. Smart people. And like I said, preface it with sponsors of the MarTech podcast, not actively paying for this promotion. But Upfluence is another interesting one. And so I think that you're onto something, which is, hey, go outsource the video, have people do the product demo. You could pay them to create content that is them playing with the product, showing how it works. And then there's also the idea of you got to build authentic relationships too. And that's, I think, where the Upfluence of the world come in. And I would mention, I think the most important thing with UGC is these people shouldn't be selling your product. They shouldn't be selling, they should be using it. And you should, if you're communicating with them, you're trying to speak to them about what type of content they should be creating. I can't remember who said this, but the term is like the shakier the video, the better. Like the less produced, 
the more authentic, the more real, the better it's going to resonate. Meaning that if this person is creating content, it shouldn't feel like they're actually selling it. So don't do like an unboxing. Don't do that. Like that's so obviously a paid placement. The type of content that I love to use and I ask influencers and these micro influencers to do is take a video of you using the product in your daily life so that it seems like the product is secondary to the main theme of the video. The product is just part of it, but it's really not the main theme. So like be proud of posting this content on your own social. And if you are, that's a good piece of UGC for me. So that actually got me to my next question, which is if you're outsourcing the production of UGC, is the idea that you are basically seeding product trials where I'm going to pay $100 per influencers, I'm going to get 100 influencers to create these videos, that's $10,000 that I put into this marketing campaign, I've got 100 videos, am I the one sharing our 100 videos or are they taking them and then sharing them on their social media channels so I'm getting them as influencers? It's about buying their audience as opposed to just buying their content production. You're doing both. So with Trend.io, I'm not sure about Billow. Those are the two that I use. But with Trend.io, they do a post on their own social. So you'll tap into their audience. So Trend will also give you their engagement rates and all the other things that you would normally look for if you're paying an influencer. So they'll post on their channel and there's no 24 hours or they'll take it down at a certain period of time. I think it's more of just like a an honor system. They're going to post it up there and they essentially leave it from what I've seen at least. And then of course, you can repurpose that content onto your own social. Okay. So you're buying content acquisition. You can use it in your ads. You're buying influence from micro influencers. You also mentioned that there are some tools that you're using to help seed marketing sort of behind the wall in your business. Talk about some of the operation to marketing tactics that you have. It's all about that social proof. It's all about that trust, that instant trust. So for me, it's important to use some sort of rating tool. This is probably not new to anybody who's set up like an e-commerce store. So judge.me is one that we use. I'm a big fan of Trustpilot. So I have it set up so that if they don't use judge.me when they've purchased a product, which is just basically an on-site rating system for your products, then they get an email from Trustpilot asking them to leave a Trustpilot review, which is independent. And you actually can't control that. So Trustpilot serves two purposes. Trustpilot will obviously, if you're doing a good job and you have great product, when somebody Googles your product, Trustpilot ranks pretty high. They have a pretty high DA. So I think that Trustpilot will come up as if somebody types like, is on me patch a scam? Trustpilot's going to be right there with your rating or your ranking. So it's good to do these third party because nobody really trusts the rating that people give on your website, but people do trust ratings on these third party sites. So you set up a system so that it always is asking people who buy your product to rate on a third-party site. And then it will also be a great feedback mechanism for you because if somebody is not rating you highly on a third-party site, that's something that you can take and you can figure out why your product isn't resonating with an audience. So I think that it sort of checks the box of providing social proof that's third-party that people trust while simultaneously being a great feedback mechanism for your product. So I'm a big fan of Trustpilot for that reason because as a consumer, I trust Trustpilot more than I would ever trust a rating on a product's website. So that's another one we use. There's a third one that I use for affiliate tools. It's a Shopify plugin called UpPromote. That allows you to set up a really great, easy branded affiliate ambassador program. So again, it's about, that's another sort of an influencer play but that lives on your site. So you can set up a very easy affiliate program. So you're setting up custom codes for influencers if you want. 
you can ship them products, you can pay them out right through that system. You can, I think they even have a marketplace for you to find influencers and you all of a sudden just opened up this huge influencer opportunity where they have the opportunity to make whatever you want, 10, 20, 30% off every sale. So that's another very easy app to use. And again, this is more of a setup for somebody that's just starting out that doesn't have the money or the time to pay somebody to manage an affiliate program full-time. So I like to use the apps that allow that one person to scale to the efficacy of 10 people. And that's really what most of these little plugins or these apps are. It seems like there's a couple of different ways to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. And the general idea is you're trying to cultivate positive relationships with your customers and get them to talk about it. And whether that's creating content, whether it's leaving reviews in third-party products, everything that you're talking about today is about building that impulse and trust in a quick fashion so somebody can make a $60, $100, $150, $200 purchase without actually thinking and judging, right? They've seen proof points that people like them are buying this product, that they've had positive experiences with that your brand is not a scam. And that's the trick to driving e-commerce as opposed to the content marketing strategy we talked about yesterday, which was all about building influence. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Scott D. Clary, the founder of the Success Story Podcast and the CEO of On Me. If you'd like to get in touch with Scott, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is SuccessStoryPod, or you can visit his website, which is scottdclary.com, S-E-O-T-T-D-C-L-A-R-Y.com. Also, if you're interested in learning more about Scott's e-commerce business, you can find a link to his website at onmepatch.com. That's O-N-M-I patch.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J. J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.